Welcome to the Jesus Reveal podcast. My name is Zintlem Mube, and in this podcast series, we are taking a 40-day journey through our fast as Salom Word of Truth and just chronicling the ministry, the life, the, 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 the death, and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today, it is day eight, and it is focused on the broadly the Sermon on the Mount, but we'll be specifically looking at the, the Beatitudes. And for that, I am joined by Pastor Andrew Sampson. Pastor Andrew, again, welcome, and, and thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much. It's wonderful being here, yeah. and it's a privilege to be here as well. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually quite excited about today's one because, look, the, the Sermon on the Mount is... It's a huge body of, 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 of work and teaching from, from Jesus Christ, spanning about three chapters. But I know today we are, we're just specifically talking about the, the, the Beatitudes, which is from Matthew chapter 5, from verse 1 to 12. But I think maybe if, Pastor Andrew, if we can take maybe just one step back and, and just understand first and foremost why it was called the, the Sermon on the Mount. Thank you. The Beatitudes is the first part of the Sermon on the Mount. And the Sermon on the Mount has been termed to be the greatest sermon ever preached by Jesus, our master teacher. So we find when we look at history and we read up in commentaries that the Sermon on the Mount has been termed to be the best sermon and the longest sermon that was ever recorded regarding the teachings of Jesus. Mm. Mm. Augustine in 350 AD had termed it the Sermon on the Mount, and that term has stuck ever since with the church. So that is why today we are looking at the Beatitudes, which is the first part of the Sermon on the Mount. Great. Thank thank you for that, Pastor Andrew. And I think what what I was supposed to do was actually provide or set the scene for us in terms of just chronicling the things that have happened, especially looking at the previous chapter, Matthew, Matthew chapter four, which we did talk about previously in, in, in the podcast, where firstly he was tempted for, for 40 days and 40 nights. And then he began teaching after being tempted and, and, and just being victorious over the temptation. He goes out, he starts his teaching, he starts his healing way, teaches everyone, calls his first disciples, goes into the synagogues, gets a reputation, a, a good one at that, because large crowds wanted to follow him. And that then led us to the setting where after leading that crowd, Jesus looked at everyone, sat down and began the teaching, which then became the, the Sermon on the Mount. Now, with us, Looking at the, the Beatitudes, uh, Pastor Andrew, please maybe take us through then. Maybe let's start from a 101 for, for, for me and, and for everyone else that's listening. What is a Beatitude? Well, it's very interesting that Jesus starts the Beatitude uh, almost the same way, exactly the same way that the rabbis of the day would teach. Yeah. It has been said that the rabbis would sit down and then they would start teaching. And the yeah, sitting yeah. of this particular sermon was near the Sea of Galilee on a mount. Mm. So he was looking down uh, uh, into the valley where everybody had gathered, multitudes have gathered, and he started teaching. Yeah. The same aspect is also referred to where uh, Jesus started to bless because every beatitude begins with a blessing. Mm. It says, mm. blessed mm. are they, blessed are they, blessed are they. 
the way the, 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 the people of that time had heard the teachers and the rabbis teach would be to accuse them, to judge them, and use okay. the law to tell them all the things they've done wrong. Yeah. But Jesus starts off this great sermon, this uh, feature of the Beatitudes, where he starts blessing people first. Blessed are the poor, blessed yeah. are they that mourn, blessed are the pure in heart. And this had people totally stunned and amazed at his teaching. Yeah. So yeah. a Beatitude uh, has always been seen by commentaries as a beautiful attitude wow. that can be adopted by the Christian, by the church, by the person that is living for God. Mm. And they've mm. always called the Beatitudes the beautiful attitudes. Great, great. And, and then maybe if we can then, you, you've already touched on that, how Jesus starts to contrast how the, the teachers of the time used to conduct their teaching. And he starts with the word blessed. So I, I just want to zero in on, on that particular thing. And Pastor Andrew, if you can just guide us on why then Jesus did it that way. What was his intention of starting with blessed? And throughout those verses, starts off with that. It's amazing that, um, you know, Jesus ushers in the dispensation of grace. Mm. Everybody had, up until then had known about the law of Moses. Yeah. It has been said that the law was given so that you can become aware of your sinful state. Yeah. But yeah. people could not obey the law, could not keep the law. So yeah, Jesus comes, the Bible says in John chapter 1, verse 17, the law given by Moses, mm. but Jesus mm. comes mm. with grace and truth. So yeah. he comes bringing the grace of God that draws people to the Lord. And as they are drawn to the Lord, then they discover the truth of God's word. They say that the comparison between the Beatitudes and the law of Moses is that you have ten laws nobody could keep, yeah, but the yeah. Beatitudes were eight, eight very, very significant aspects to reveal the heart of man, but mm. also to tell us how God can work through our hearts when we submit to him, when we are yeah, poor in yeah. spirit, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, when we live the life, you know, with the reincarnated Christ in us. And we live the life that God intended for us to live. We can be yeah. successful because God lives through us. Yeah, and I think just to also add and just looking at the blessing, it almost is you're touching on instead of the, the penalty of not complying, you're looking at the joy of, of salvation, if, if I can call it that. So, so I, I think I definitely get where, where you're coming from when, when we bring those, those contrasts between the commands and, and, and the Beatitudes. So let's then look at the word blessed. Now, I, I know there, there are some things that in, in, in that word you, Pastor Andrew, would like us, you'd like to lift from the, from the text. And, and please, if, if you will, please guide us on that. It's a, it's a wonderful word yeah. because uh, the, the Greek word used by Jesus, the, it says the word makarios. Okay. Now, makarios can mean happy, but it can also mean congratulations. Oh. Because, yeah, we come as people called out of darkness into yeah, the kingdom yeah. of light, into the kingdom of God. And you don't come into a kingdom unless you are invited by the king. Mm. So through salvation, we are invited to a new life and walk with God, a new relationship with God. Yeah. The second aspect is that Makarius was a Greek term given for an island where that had everything. When you lived on this 
island called Macarius, you need, needed nothing outside of that particular aspect, that particular piece of land that you mm, lived on. Mm, and Macarius mm. says when you are in God and you're living by the Beatitudes with the living Christ inside of you, you have everything in life spiritually yeah, that makes yeah. you happy. So God can walk through your life, he can work through your life, and he can fulfill his purpose. That's amazing. That's that's truly a blessing. Thank you that. Thank you for that, Pastor Andrew. And then we we I know you've touched on on that contrast then between the the, the beatitudes and and the commandments. And then let's then with what you said, it, it then leads us to that question of in what you are saying blessed means in in this context, either happy or even to the extent of congratulations. Looking at some of these, there, there's quite a an interesting pause for thought because you're saying happy congratulations are the poor in, in spirit for, for theirs is the kingdom of, of heaven. So if you could please just walk us through those two things, because I mean, to the naked eye, it would seem as if they, they are opposites being, being blessed and being poor in, in, in spirit. Please maybe just take us through that pastor Andrew and just maybe how those two things marry in the in the text. When we look at the text itself, it's interesting that the Beatitudes are structured. Most people say the first four relate to your relationship with God. Yeah. So the poor in spirit, uh, the meek, uh, the ones that are mourning, the ones yeah. who hunger and thirst for righteousness, that's how we relate to God. Yeah. And God sees our heart condition and he blesses that heart condition he uh, congratulates us that we can come before him and understand that uh, the Bible says a broken spirit and a contrite heart God will never yeah, despise. Yeah, yeah. In the second four, the attitudes speak about our relationship towards others. Mm, you know, we mm. have to be merciful. We have to be peacemakers. We have to ensure that we are pure in heart so indeed, that we can walk indeed. in a right relationship to God. Yeah. So this is where the blessing of the Beatitudes uh, lie. Most uh, teachers, you know, of the Word of God would say that this is a new recept for life that Jesus mm. gave. He mm. gave us the laws, or shall we say, the principles of how to live a life for God. Amen. Amen. And then, Pastor Andrew, then, with the, the contrast, I think I want to go back then to, to the contrast of blessing the poor or being blessed as being poor in spirit. And, and if you can maybe just also just touch on, on some of them, especially... For example, with verse 3, blessed are the poor in spirit, for there is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Uh, I know you, you, in your earlier point, you did say that it's one of those things to say you are happy, you are fortunate that even in this post that you are able to, to, to go to the Father. Is that what Jesus is, is relaying when, when he was teaching this to, to, to those that were listening? I think that uh, we have to understand that, you know, the kingdom of God operates differently to the world. Yeah. The world system looks for everybody that is doing exceptionally well, that are prospering, that are, you know, seem to be wealthy in every way, whether it's yeah. physically, uh, you know, they expect you to be that. Yes, Yet yes. God says that, you know, you can be spiritually poor. You could come before the Lord and have everything like the rich young ruler in the New Testament. And the Bible says he was saddened when Jesus said to him, go and sell all. Mm. 
Now, God doesn't have problems with wealth. God is not against us prospering. But when we come before him, we are to realize we cannot save ourselves. Yeah. Our salvation has been paid for by the blood of the cross. The sacrifice that has been made for sin was done for us, was made on the cross, and we enter into a finished relationship mm. where God has paid mm. the price and now we become his sons and daughters. So here we look yeah. at, he says, blessed are the poor in spirit. As we come before God and we acknowledge, first of all, that we are coming in humility, we're coming in poor in sp before him poor in spirit with a contrite heart, he blesses us, yeah. he restores us, he heals us, he delivers us. Uh, you know, the Bible speaks about the two men Jesus gives in a parable that came and prayed. Yes, and the one yes, said, yes. Oh, you know, Lord, I thank you. I'm not so sinful <laughs> and I'd have, I'm not be like the other man yeah, and haven't yeah. done the things that he. And the other man just says, God, have mercy on me. Yeah, and Jesus yeah. says, the one that is the richer of the two is the one that says, God, have mercy on me. I'm poor in spirit. Yeah. I need the Lord. Hmm. So this is how we are to come before God and understand that, you know, our richness spiritually before the Lord is counted because of the heart that we come before him yeah. with. Yeah. No, thank you for that, Pastor Andrew. And I think then we, we can then just, just wrap it up then. And, and I, I'd like you just based on what we have seen. And what we have, just from this, this beautiful passage of, of, of the Beatitudes and even broadly the, the sermon, to those then that are watching us, to those that are listening to us, what would be the, the one or two things that you would like them to walk away with based on what the text presents us with? Well, um, you know, if we look at the first four, like we see the poor in spirit we spoke about. Yeah. Uh, it says, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. The, the woman that came to the feet of Jesus, and she broke the alabaster box, yeah. and she wept, you know, and she washed his feet with her tears, and she dried with her hair, has been a good example of how we mourn because of our sinful state. Mm. She mourned because she was aware of her sinful state at the feet of Jesus, yet yeah. she was yeah. at the a sinless son of God, the one who is able to save her. So mourning involves our, our you know, our rejection of sin, our, uh, you know, we are so mm. upset, we are so mourning, mournful because of the sinful state we're in. If I might just quickly say, the meek state that the Bible refers to is strength that is almost preserved for a particular time. Yeah. They talk about, uh, you know, when you tame a wild animal, a wild ox, or a horse, you preserve that uh, energy or that strength for a time when you can use it very feasibly. And yeah, that is where yeah. meekness comes in. The Bible says Moses was meek in spirit. Mm, mm. It also says hunger and thirst. You know, when we hunger and thirst, the Lord says, you shall be filled. And David hungered and thirst many times when he was running from Saul, when his life was in, you know, uh, in, in being threatened yeah, yeah, and he had yeah. to run for his life. But he hungered and thirst for the righteousness of God. If I can quickly mention merciful. Uh, mercy is the gift, mm. you know, the, the gift of grace, you know, from God is given through mercy. When you look at the Old Testament tabernacle, it says that the, the, the mercy seat was covered by the blood. Mm, and I love what mm. T.D. Jake says. He says the reason the mercy seat was covered with blood because God didn't want to see the law. The law judged, but the blood gave mercy. And we are, you know, yeah, because the blood of Jesus redeemed us, God sees mercy. And we are to be merciful towards others. It is interesting that in the middle of all the Beatitudes, it says, blessed be the merciful, because yes, we can only yes. apply truth 
to others and help them into the kingdom of God when we are merciful. Yeah. God wants us to be merciful towards others, towards our families. Be merciful towards yourself. If you make a mistake, have the courage and the strength to say, God, forgive me. I have, uh, you know, made a mistake. I need to be, you know, lifted up again. I need yeah. to be strengthened yeah. and forgiven. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, you know, even the last four, we're not going to go into them, but, you know, the pureness of heart speaks about getting rid of the bitterness and the offensive yeah. Yeah. spirits yeah. that we sometimes carry, things we carry we shouldn't be carrying because the pureness spoken of there says that you empty out your heart. Peacemakers, you make peace purposely. Mm. You make a decision that I'm making peace with somebody. I want to be at peace with everybody. And God is a peacemaker. Yeah. So we have God's peace in our lives. And then obviously the last that speaks about persecuted and being reviled. I just want to say to you that uh, the Beatitudes, many, many have testified over the years, is God's answer for a victorious living as a child of God. It makes us relevant to God. It makes us relevant to our families, to people around us. It makes us relevant to the world. So we are uh, living a life of victory when we apply the Beatitudes to our lives and we live them as well. With that said, Pastor Andrew, thank you so much. And, and I greatly encourage everyone then that, that would be listening and watching this to really reflect on, on Matthew 5 uh, from verses 1 to 12 on, on the Beatitudes and also just just think on that entire Sermon on the Mount, which is the greatest sermon uh, I can say maybe probably ever preached in, in history because it was through our Lord. So God bless you again, Pastor Andrew, and thank you so much for being here. To everyone that was watching, thank you. To everyone that was listening, thank you so much. We encourage you, if you do like this, like it. Put your comments. If you've got questions as well, please put them on the comments on YouTube. On the podcast, you can look for... Jesus Revealed, which is by Solemn Word of Truth, and you'll find us there and you'll see all the episodes. So you'll find eight episodes now. So looking forward to engaging with you and God bless you through these 40 days. Wow.